Welcome to Sibs. I'm Jay. I'm Josh. And I'm Devin. In this episode, we talk about prominent social figures and how they navigate the human experience. We admire lives that are driven by passion and devotion while acknowledging that no one does it perfectly. What if we celebrated qualities like discipline and ambition over idolizing individuals themselves? I had one prompt, but like I can't tell if I like feel like going this deep. But it was something I heard about it was like in the context of the climate energy crisis, what have you, and how like there's that quote from activists that's like, if you if you aren't infuriated, you aren't paying attention, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's the like spiritual maxim of if you aren't like in awe of the beauty of life in every moment you aren't paying attention. So like the tension between those two things. Mm. I don't know if that's our vibe. Yeah. I kind of like that prompt. I'm I'm simply trying to decide whether I agree that there's a tension between them. That's fair. Like how to manage the coexistence of those two things. So I was thinking about that too. And the, context of like that wedding I went to this past weekend where like I stopped and I like looked around obviously like my day-to-day life is sitting in like the shit of like our energy crisis and then I like look around and the pure just like joy and happiness of all these people like 150 people for five Mm -hmm. hours straight just like in like pure joy, so much like familial love and appreciation and all of these things, right? And it's like all of these things are happening all the time. And there are numerous, plenty of reasons to not be happy or optimistic or joyful. So like, does that mean you're a piece of shit? Because I feel like a lot of people would like, I don't know. And then it gets always comes back to social, I feel like, in these conversations. But it's like outrage is so in, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, true. I think it reminds me of something I've been thinking lately, which is a little bit basic, but just how simple we've talked about this maybe even how simple our desires are actually, like for most people. Like most people really just want to like hang out with their family and friends. They want to eat good food. They want to sleep and maybe like do a physical activity in nature and see beautiful things. Like our desires are pretty simple. Generally speaking, I think I really do think, you know, so if we're bringing in another contrast, it's like, how does our world work the way it does and how are we facing like such greed and such power struggles when I really do think most people like we all struggle with scarcity, I think, and like believing that more will make us happier, but also at the same time, like we really, I think what we really want is just so freaking basic and simple. And it's hard. It's hard to like reconcile that. It's hard to reconcile the problems at a global level 
that we're actually facing when we wake up and we're like, I just want to like hang out with my brothers later. I just want to like hit a yoga class. Like, can I just go to the grocery store and cook dinner? It's hard to reconcile that with like the doom and gloom of the planet and the darkness that exists in a small percentage of humanity. Well, I think there's too much. This is not an original concept, but there's too much space both physically and temper like time wise to actually connect to a lot of these issues. So to your point, it's like, we're not, unless you're in the thick of some hurricane or, and we don't have to go down the, the climate rabbit hole, but like, unless you're facing major inequality in your life or greed or, um, power complexes or like whatever if, unless that's affecting your day-to-day it's actually not how we're programmed as human beings to perceive and act upon problems there's too much psychological distance between us and right. those things so we actually right. don't have the capacity to act on them it's like not mm-hmm. our fault it's like the major thing to solve for mm-hmm yeah, it makes sense. Also, retroactively acknowledging the privilege and what I was saying before. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but in the avoidance of the climate change yeah. rabbit hole that we're apparently not really going down, I do like the conversation surrounding like simultaneous beauty, simultaneous, what was it, rage? Like if you're not enraged, you're not. Paranoid. Outrage, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the paying attention is a key part, obviously, to both of those mm-hmm. ideas. Um, I really, well, I'll pause. I'll pause before I go off on it. Go off. Josh is so pensive. Checked out. <laughs> oh, he's in the true thinking position. Yeah, that's true. Double fists. Can we all finish? Can we make it the next 45 minutes just like this? (laughs) Stares into space. I actually was so deep into thought. Were you? About this? Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah, for sure about this. (laughs) There's just a million million (laughs) things to unpack in the span of like this whole conversation. I think I've thought about it from the individual level from the spiritual level of like what's the like if everything's just an atom and everything is just energy like what is climate change actually um Mm. it's like this period of time is a glimpse like in in the universe's evolution so like like that's interesting to talk about if it was a century ago like what 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 is social, how does social and like the, the distribution of all this information play into like our, uh, our ability to change. And then also like <laughs> when this is just like, sorry, it's no, kind no. of disrespectful when I'm like trying to no, contribute to the it. conversation no, and right. you guys are just like laughing and like, like make it no, fun of me. We weren't making fun of you. I just got carried away. Yeah, clearly. That sucked because you were on one. I got, I fucked that yeah. up. Yeah. 
straight. Yeah, no, it's all good, man. I hope that this was fucking worth it, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of was. It was to me, at least. Devin seemed to get some levity. Devin, I um, I certainly have levity. That was that was. Okay. I want I'm not that butthurt. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not even butter. Now, it is interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is interesting. The one thought that I've had um, this week around like the discussion um, and what we could potentially talk about is kind of what we're talking about, which is like the extremes that we um, like the extremes of the human experience and like how you know we're supposed to be completely detached and like all of that kind of spiritual stuff and then like how do you balance that with like just being a human and going through your shit and going through your day and like it's this constant it feels like work to live in this like constant balance between like oh i'm detached from work oh i'm in the thick of it like i'm fucking stressed as fuck oh but i need to like step away and like realize that I'm just like consciousness and all of these layers that like I'm experiencing are just like, I don't know. It's just like the only thought that I had this week come through um, is the challenge of um, like embodying those two kind of um, ways of experiencing like the day to day. I don't know, man. That's the tension, Dev. That's yeah. That's that's, that's the word. I'm trying to decide though if it's tension because like the connecting point is paying attention. In order to experience both aspects, you have to be paying attention. But if it's binary, then yeah, it's like. But your mind just You're wants the observer. to lock. No, go ahead. I want to hear that point. Yeah, I just think like the the challenge, the tension becomes your mind just wants to lock into a certain like mm-hmm. lifestyle, like um, mode where you get into this flow and you're like, this is how I'm like thinking about my life. I feel like we've all experienced this. Like we all like go through phases of this is kind of how I'm thinking about my current uh, like phase, whatever. Um, And you want to like lock into that um, philosophy. And I just think it's a challenge and I struggle with it daily of like, and I think what hopefully this helps because I feel like I've just been rambling, but I think what no, um, what what really instigated or catalyzed this this thought was I'm reading this book uh, called Inner Work, and it talks about like scarcity and how like there's not enough to go around, and like I need to be the best in order to like. Um, achieve what I want to achieve or feel fulfillment or whatever it might be. Um, And we're starting to discover that like, maybe that's not the way to live. However, like all of those things still help you get through the day to day. And like everybody kind of wants to be 
like the best and like wants to like achieve mastery or you want to like master your craft, whatever it is. And I think like that's that friction of like, how do you like utilize um, those parts of being human that drive us to be the best mm-hmm. without like with balancing like the detachment and like there's enough to go around. I don't need any of this to feel fulfilled. All of this is just like, like bullshit, you know, like I'm whole, I'm perfect the way I am. I just think it's a tough fucking balance, man. I think it's tough. I think it's a tough balance. And I think that to some extent, like balancing that friction of drive and ambition to like improve yourself is, is there and then being detached. Like, I agree that there is this like balance, but I also think that it can all be transcended. And I think that's the goal because I do think that in the transcendence of that, like, I don't, I don't know that as human beings, like we require the friction or that drive of like needing to be better or like, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. Let me be clear at all. I'm just suggesting that I think there's another mode where we have to remind ourselves or we might remind ourselves that we're just vessels. That would be my stance where it's like my work is opening myself up completely to be a vessel. And in that I'm aligned fully with nature. And in that I exist in more of a harmony with like all living things. I just don't know if but like I, ultimately that drive like think about any spiritual teacher ever like they're not talking about drive like they're not talking about I'm not saying it's not valuable on the path right I'm just saying like it doesn't seem to be the end goal it seems like that gets transcended eventually yeah no, yeah I think that I think Josh was like speaking to the maintenance of, I think we're all aligned that all of that is true. I think we would all also say that it's extremely hard to maintain that perspective of like clarity and sense of alignment. I think that's, that's like the meat of what we're digging into. No, I think you, you made like a, a supportive point, but I think it was like that, that doesn't always feel easy to maintain. Like I said, I think we all agree that this, this stuff is all designed to be transcended over the course of a lifetime. But, and where does that leave us like today when it doesn't feel particularly easy to, to be singular in that? And you are feeling the binary. Cause even like, the focus, by the way, that Josh was speaking to, like, that's if you're lucky on a daily basis that you even can, like, dial into something or feel, like, in one line of being or consciousness instead of the thousand bajillion thoughts going through your head and bouncing between notifications on your phone and wondering how people are thinking about you and wondering about your next meal. And what is that? You know, like there, that's the focus piece is like, and I think the, the, the focus is also kind of what you're speaking to Deb. Like that is that transcendent state. I would argue 
that when you do get beyond the binary or the like jumping around rocky mind stuff, then that flow and focus is the same thing as that transcendent state, you know? Yeah. It's just a, it's a hard one to have an answer for. I think like your point around spiritual teachers is, is right, Devin, but I feel like not, um, I don't know how to put it. It's like, to me, not all spiritual teachers are like spiritual teachers, if that makes sense. I think like Laird Hamilton is, is a spirit, spiritual teacher. And I think like, we're talking a lot about ego, obviously. And I think we're talking like, to me, it's, it's like a power versus force conversation where like if thought exists, and I think this is where transcendence comes in, like the people that maybe thrive at a certain craft, like they're not doing it like because they want to beat everybody else or they want to like be number one. It's like a true interest and a true like transcendence in this craft where they probably experience no thought. And like, it's just, they're one with whatever like that craft is, whether it's the ocean or the ball going through the hoop or whatever it might be. I feel like they're not trying, like competing. They're just like kind of like lost in, in the flow state essentially. And that's ultimately the goal. And I think it's a challenge to, to find that, um, um, you know, and it's, it's just a, a constant exploration. Um, and not, I think we, we idolize like the Laird Hamiltons and the Jordans and, whatever it might be and we all like look for that and it just might not be our story you know mm-hmm. i think i don't know man i don't fucking know man. <laughs> yeah i think a key thing there is that there there it seems like these individuals the spiritual teachers who aren't spiritual teachers it's like they are very committed or like devoted to the relationship that they're having with themselves and Mm. like their own experience. Like they're devoted to, it sounds like they're, it seems like, at least when I'm watching these stories and documentaries and all this stuff, it's like, seems like they are devoted to like this experience that like the higher self is putting in front of them. And I find it like so inspiring because like to your point, Josh, it's not about competing it's not about comparing it's not about making ourselves better in comparison to others it's like the other doesn't matter at all almost like that's a generalization point and it's all about it's it's the absorption into the experience and that's kind of a little bit what i was trying to talk about before is like it's it's bigger than like any kind it's like the moment to moment experience that these people or that we are truly committed to experiencing fully. And then to tie that back to like what started this conversation with the um, rage or like the beauty, right? It's like, there's just this whole level of dimension where I feel like we're getting lost a little bit along the way, like not to tie too closely to last week's conversation, but it's like we get a little bit lost on the way of like personal growth and development because I do think it's just about like having that full absorption factor where like we're dynamic, you know? And it's like 
the goal is to open ourselves up to like I feel like maybe not so much there's there's not so much a tension between the beauty and the pain there's like a concurrency right there's like the simultaneous experience of these things and I feel like to some degree we have to like lose ourselves in that and I guess where I got caught up is not balance like if we're trying to strike a balance like it's it's like no it's the transcendence again and and i don't know am i making sense is this linear for sure for sure yeah i think the absorption and devotion piece is big yeah i think like can i add can i add well no you go i'll add it later (laughs) sorry yeah you can go just add it just fucking go for it can you just just fucking rip it grip it and rip it I honestly... What are you waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what we're talking about. I sort of got... <laughs> oh, wow, dude. Um, you totally jinxed me. Wait. It's not about us. Fuck, it's gone. It's gone. It's cool. You're going to add it later anyway. God damn. I mean, I think it's just a fascinating note, too, about like how we view these figures and how we view maybe they're doing the human experience right um when like we don't necessarily have any proof of that it's really dope what they do and it's inspiring but like some dude who's like growing his own food like in costa rica and is just like vibing nobody knows about him him or her uh or they (laughs) um but like I, I feel like um, that piece is important too. Yeah, I don't know about all that, guys. We can cut I, that out. <laughs> no, I, no <laughs> I I enjoyed watching you work through it. I think that there's one <laughs> super inclusive. I think there's one thing, Scoot, that you always say, like when you were really in the thick of like studying Jordan and Kobe and like you'd always be like, I want to be these guys. But they, like, go onto a basketball court with the mind of, like, an assassin. Like, they want to fucking destroy the other human beings around them. And you're like, I don't really, like, I want to be an elite athlete or elite in life. But I don't want to, like, inhabit that state of consciousness, to your point, you know, Mm -hmm. earlier, where it's like, it is so easy to, and that's, this is an interesting piece, too. I feel like we talk about it and just bringing it back to like spiritual teachers. Like all of these people are outed at one time or another, you know, mm-hmm. for like the underbelly of their deal. Dude. Every fucking time. For sure. And I'm so. <clears throat> so it's like no yeah. one has it. Except TB12. Exactly. <laughs> Except for he oh, got divorced. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck that, dude. <laughs> Marriage is, is an institution. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? But, but TV, yeah, I mean, I'm, there's something. You know what I mean? There's like, yeah, there's yeah. always something. I think that's something I'm really interested in right now is I feel like people who are just devoted to a craft, and it could be anything, it's like that devotion element again that is so pure. Like there's, that's something I love to almost lean on as a spiritual resource. Like when I watch, it's so out of character. Like I don't care about surfing or anything like that. But when I watch, you know, 100 Foot Wave, it's like 
it is a spiritual experience for me because I'm watching somebody who's just in devotion to this thing. Like this person was so clearly put on this planet to surf big waves. Like they say it, it's evident. You can see it. Big wave, big wave surfing. It's pretty good. Nazra. But it's true. Yeah. It's like, that's why he's like, and, and, and I love, I love that. And I remembered what I was going to say before which is that I'm just so over the goal of like trying to be the best person ever, like the most successful, the best this or that. Like I'm just interested in people who want to have a experience, a real experience, like even spiritual teachers who want to be the most enlightened, like that, that quality is exhausting i think and yeah and that's why it's like it's it's nice like and there's such a place for that but there's also such a place right now today for like those laird hamilton's whatever i don't have a huge like example group here unfortunately but like what yeah it's just refreshing i guess is what i'm trying to say because it's human it's human it's relatable it's like it's so pure compared to because like you said jay it's like these spiritual teachers there's always the underbelly so it's like you can follow this spiritual teacher you can learn from them and there's value in that and then at some point that underbelly is going to expose itself and you have to make peace with that and and kind of like reorder your brain around that a little bit right because what's been presented is different than like the reality and what's different about these people who are like passion teachers or whatever we want to call them is they're just being themselves and we are learning through pure observation. There's no expectation of like, Oh, I expect you to be this like enlightened being. Right. It's just like, right. no, it's just not coming from them either. Right. Yeah. Right. They're not like it's making those from, claims. It's coming from their own devotion to their own experience. And we're watching it on the outside as an observer. Right. And there's just something really powerful about that. But then there's like, I think it's interesting. It's cliche, but like anything that's cliche is because it's like true. Right. Is like, they always say never meet your heroes. So it's like, even someone like Laird, who's getting a hell of a lot of uh, airtime here. Like we could easily meet him and he could like be a dick and you're like shit so i think it also comes down to moving the conversation a little bit it's just the human capacity or the human draw to like lionize other people and like really live through but then in line with what we've been talking about i think we like to look up to people because we see a part of them that we either like see in ourselves or want to you know Like, I think we, when all of us watch these people doing these things, there's a rich, like true, I would argue, pure desire to be experiencing something that we're aligned with at that level. And like, we know at some level we're capable of that. I think, yeah. And I think we just have a habit. Um, Two things. I think we have a habit to look for like all the answers. So with like a Kobe or a Jordan or a McGregor, we're like, I want to admire you as a full human when we could just like look at Laird and be like, I admire you 
for the way like your determination or like the absorption of of how you approach yeah. ways. Uh McGregor, I admire how you manifest. Kobe, I admire mm-hmm. your work ethic. Like Jordan, I That's admire like point. your competitive like ferocity. And it's like mm-hmm. we want them to actually have all the answers, but they're just like exemplary in like one part of like the human experience. And we can just like admire them for that. And if they're like not great at other parts, like that's all good. But like they like let's just admire them for the part that that uh they're they're like kind of excellent in. And then part two is Devin, to your point, I think like when you look at a lot of these people, some of them have that drive to be like number one outright. Um but and and that's a lot, you see that a lot in sports. I think like in creative fields like music or even like you look at someone like Steve Jobs, they start and they're just like completely absorbed by like making computers or making music or like whatever, choose the creative act. And then they become the best. So they actually start like, instead of saying, I want to be the best, like, and that's how I'm going to get there with that mindset. They actually just start from like, I I'm so in love and like, in awe of this activity and how I feel when I'm doing it. Um, they like lose themselves and find themselves at like number one, you know? So. And there's like a reverence. I think there's like a reverence for that thing. Right. That like, at least in the case of jobs, like there's a inherent respect for that craft too. And then I think it comes down to like, as cliche or dumb as it sounds, it's like potential maximization piece like they want to simply make the best possible thing yeah which is really probably the thing to like if 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 we're going to inhabit any state or anything like can be kind of extrapolated across any human being it's that desire to just like find your thing and be super committed to making the best possible version of that thing that's like the idea yeah i would argue yeah but the best possible version for yeah but for you you know what i mean like to to through that thing as a vehicle because then there's like the self-discovery that comes along way and like the journey and not the destination and like all that kind of (laughs) shit that's that's true you know so it's not about making the best thing in the world it's about maximizing your contribution and potential within that interesting it's so interesting how our culture doesn't reward this it doesn't like i think it takes a lot of courage i'm getting there so it takes (laughs) a lot of courage just hurry up (laughs) to be devoted to that thing or that cause or drive like it actually takes an enormous amount and i can say this i think from my own experience of like feeling like i've always not everybody can claim that they are here like on a mission or like that's the truth, right? Not everyone has a connection in that way, which I'm not saying is better or worse at all, just different. But if you do have a calling, I think it takes a ton of bravery, courage, whatever, to actually devote yourself to it fully, like an insane amount actually. And so I'm thinking about like all these people and wondering if that's a commonality is that courage to, like devote oneself to the calling at all costs. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I'm also wondering how like our society doesn't reward that because the reality is, is like when you're devoted to something like that, 
like in every single story there's like this layer this thick chapter of like doubt that had to be mm-hmm. trudged through before there was you know recognition and growth and all this whatever but i'm just thinking about like our society and the people who have been like so shut down in their callings and i just i think it's it's not a new thought or anything but it's just interesting like how and how early it happens and i'm wondering i guess like how often it happens where we're shut down about the thing that like we feel i don't know most called to do does this resonate because i find it really fascinating yeah i'm like pulling back even further and like wondering what <laughs> if you should experience... be a vet you should be a vet <laughs> I'm pulling that even further and like thinking about being a veterinarian again. Um, Cause I love dogs. Like I just fuck with hamsters guys. Yeah, hamsters. Um, Dude, we still have, I noticed it last night. Dev, I'll show you when you leave. We still have the picture randomly, like of you holding Elway the hamster in our house. Like you pressing his eyeballs out. Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize, I didn't realize that. Devin, you're at Jay's house right now, but now I realize yeah, she's just in that other room. Yeah. So, um, pull back further. Pulling back further, and I'm like, what? I'm trying to think of how to articulate it. Like all these roadmaps, and how they—I don't like the word damage. But, like, are they limiting our experience in any way? Like, is, you know, do these people uh, that we idolize, like, is that what, like, we should be optimizing for? Is that, like, the best human experience? I mean, I think we talked about, like, on a kind of individual or, like, micro basis, whatever you get, like, absorbed in is, is what you should follow. But sometimes I wonder, um, like, with the knowledge of all these roadmaps and, uh, like, how people, you know, turned into who they are and, like, what their success stories look like. Like, does that limit um, how we could, like, create our own? Is that resonating at all? I think so. Yeah. 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 I think it gets back to, like, what is the optimal relationship to our idols or to the to the successful class would you say that is that how you would summarize that point yeah i think so i think it's like not necessarily being like followers it's more so kind of existing like alongside them and understanding that like you, you can you should look to build your own path and you you're kind of able to like have their success story and their path and their journey coexist with what yours might look like but i think like um you know what we often hear is the path to success or the path to like fulfillment is like hard work like sacrifice like all these hyper masculine things um, and I think that's what I'm getting at is like um, being able to release yourself from that and understanding that there's different um, paths to having a fulfill, 
fulfilling life and like maximizing your potential in the vessel. Yeah, I think there has to be like a detachment of outcome here to some degree. Like I think this yeah. is tough because you have to like with the idol thing, like it's like you have to filter out the fact that they are successful. I don't know if you can even like is the mm-hmm. success involved in the idolizing of these people because there's so much happening outside the sphere of like fame and recognition. You know, that's just as potent. important. Yeah. I mean I think what keeps coming up is back to that point of like just our tendency to just look so externally for yeah inspiration. You know what I mean? Like that and I think that is right and I think human beings have been doing it forever. Like you, you know, standing on the shoulders of the people before and all that kind of stuff I think is important and like building off and learning from people. But when you start to break down, even our point, which I agree with still of like, I respect this characteristic in that person and this one in that person, like there's still so much like thinking and it's interesting how we've gone through so much of this conversation. And I think Dev's brought it back to it a bunch of times, like, overlooking the intrinsic like knowing of this whole thing you know and how all of this stuff is totally framed in the relationship to these like external things and we're not right and i don't think that like gets you there yeah i think again you have to weed out the outcome because the success aspect i don't i don't actually think like obviously it's important and interesting in its own way i guess but like as far as the conversation that we're having here like all out what is funny nothing it's all good okay i think all outcomes are actually successful whether it's like you know you end up with followers or a documentary or not like this is what i think really needs to change to some degree is that success looks a certain way. That's like a boring thing to me at this point. Yeah. Because I think there's just yeah. as much pleasure, fulfillment, whatever. And like in like maybe your thing is like buying a house and growing a garden and tending to your garden for the rest of your life. And that is like am- amazing to me. Well, I think when you're exposed, like I think about like Gramps, you know? who's like someone who I would honestly easily say is like one of the most successful people I've ever seen or like been around. And it is very much that like he wanted to build a life, create a family, watch that family like grow over generations, be there and like around to watch it all, see it all, watch his sports, you know, have a, a deep faith and that's his deal you know so then it's like i think to your point Devin, there's like where what's that like middle point where like we all know i think everybody has that person you, i'm sure often a family member who's like so successful and you want to emulate and then you have all these people up here who you also want to emulate but like what's all of that stuff in between mm-hmm. i think the gradations of success it's everything yeah and like this isn't the thing that's annoying to me is like this isn't new. Like I keep on going back to money, power, fame, like every single time isn't fulfilling, you know, like that's all you ever hear from these people who get there 
is they get there and it's not what they expected and they like are searching more, you know? So it's like, how do we know that so deeply as a society that it's empty as fuck and we still do it? And this I is a different we, conversation versus like the devotion and the, I don't know. you know, commitment to I craft. Think it's actually, I think it's potentially the same conversation because I'm going to get super spiritual. I think right now, subject to change, that we have like a soul imprint and then we have like the social imprint. Right. And the social imprint is like, you're here to do these things. You're here to like have influence, power, money, whatever. Right. And there's like this mold. But like, I do think that like on a soul level, we're here for very different reasons. And it's like when someone is on their blueprint, I think it inspires, you can tell they're living this aligned life where they're like so like we've talked about we've talked about it i need to say it again versus someone who's like living and maybe thriving but it's not quite their imprint right it's like this larger set of standards and it's corrosive usually right and it's like there's this like i don't know um I think that's a cool concept. I I think so. I think it's interesting. I think it explains too what we're talking about to some degree, which is like, what's the difference? Like you have successful person over here who's a total dick. And then you have like successful person over here who's super inspiring. Like what's the difference? You know? Mm -hmm. I'm not saying like we can sit here and prove, right. That these things are true, but it certainly feels true. I think Something else I've been thinking about too that's that's tied to it, I think, is like how much how much of this do we inherit um, from like parents, society, etc. Like this drive to be the best, ambition, whatever it might be. Um, and like as I continue to learn more about like the layers we add on to protect ourselves in childhood, relationships, whatever it might be, like. I feel like there's this like layer and uh, this might be completely unrelated, but I'm going to, I'm going to go for it anyways. Like there's this layer of, there's this moment of awareness and maybe it's not a moment. Um, it could be a, a phase time period where you're like, okay, I have all these like layers of trauma or um, human experience to kind of sort through that I inherited throughout my childhood and throughout high school and so on. So I kind of have to unlearn all that. And like, I'm kind of going through this right now where you're like, all these things that I've believed my whole life about being the best and that's like the coolest thing ever and that's like what I want. I'm like, do am I even going to subscribe to those principles on the other end when I like unlearn all this shit? Like, is this, like, is this stuff going to be important? And I think it's like, it's hard. It feels like you almost put your, and I don't think you do, but this is what it feels like. It feels like you almost put your life on pause while you sort through your shit and you come out the other end and you're like, Oh, this is what is important to me. Like maybe I inherited this from, you know, my dad or my mom or whatever. Um, but I, it actually turns out that I don't even really value that. Like I don't value ambition or like whatever it might be. 
And I guess I thought it was like related to this conversation because, you know, as I continue to explore what my thing might be or where I like find that absorption or devotion, which I feel like I find in the micro, whether it's like on the yoga mat or like in sport, whatever. Um, it feels like I, uh, whenever I start to think about, um, all the stuff I've learned in, you know, the 27 years that I've like existed, um, it feels like I have to sort through all that shit to then determine kind of what like really matters, what devotion looks like what ambition looks like does that is that is that resonating with you guys no i think like it's interesting the concept of like putting quote your life on pause where like that sort of implies the fact that your life and i think this is what you meant yeah is like your life is on this trajectory right so like yes you do pause in terms of that like exact angle and tilt of your life up to that point of awareness and then you have this moment of awareness and then really it's like i think a lot of people say like in some ways that's like when the living begins right and when that like actual self-oriented path begins um so i think that's interesting yeah Yeah, i don't know i thought that insight about like it will this stuff be true even um yeah huge was really dope yeah and i think Devin, like my guess on what your response would be (laughs) is like this inner (laughs) this inner knowing that like can't uh doesn't maybe have access to like the language and all these thoughts like there's just this knowing of what i gravitate towards and like um i can follow that without even having to think about kind of all these layers um which i tend to agree with did he hit Um, it and uh i don't know and then jay i think uh you're right like it is interesting um how i use that language um because it's like i'm putting my life on pause as it relates to the like societal trajectory of like achievement or whatever but it's like really important work to like shed these layers and i think that's also like a really good point is i think there's like a like a uh um idea that like life is about adding and i feel like all of us know that it's more so just like this shedding and finding like the true essence of of like yourself and i think like that as an underlying kind of theme um and concept i try to i try to remember so Devin, please the floor is yours (laughs) i was just gonna say that i think isn't it all like can't it all just be isn't it all just a function of receiving anyway can't we just Mm -hmm. live life on yeah. receiving mode anyway yeah. you know which Not doing 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 no i mean just like all of this like we just tend to forget i think sometimes that it's like life is a is not like a making happen it's like a receiving yeah like the experiences are delivered regardless of like 
how we want to go about it or what we're striving for. And I'm not saying there's no place for any of that. I'm just saying like, I think it's more of like a dialogue. It's more of like a, I don't know. It's a mode. I guess it's like a mode of being like, it's a mode of just receiving your way forward. You know?